This week's episode is brought to you by my very own Fred Motivates shop. I am unbelievably passionate about spreading the importance of acknowledgement and acceptance to today's youth. That'll help build school community and reduce bullying and depression and the things that surround those subjects. If that sounds cool to you, you can join the movement and help me get that word out by purchasing your very own Acknowledge Someone t-shirt at fredmotivates.com slash shop. And if you do that, at the moment, you can use the code TEACHERRECHARGE at checkout and I'll take off 10% of your entire order. That's code TEACHERRECHARGE at checkout at fredmotivates.com for 10% off your entire order. My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast and the Goose Saga continues. Let's get it started. Teacher Recharge listeners, welcome to the Teacher Recharge podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet hosted by me, Fred Kep, and I, Fred Kep, have been going through a goose battle for the past eight weeks at least, right outside my door. I talked about it last week. Well, it's kind of increased and decreased at the same time. I was using a hockey stick uh, to kind of poke it out of the way, but then this last week, I just decided, you know what? It's it's a goose. It's not really going to do much. So I picked Lady up. That's my dog. I picked Lady up, and I carried her so that the goose, she wouldn't attack the goose because sometimes she instigates. But this goose flies up. And I have Lady, who's not a very big dog. She's kind of like cradled in my arm like a football. (laughs) And the goose wing slaps me, but I was in like this good boxing stance. So I kind of parry the wing and then I just jab it. (laughs) I just jabbed. I literally jabbed a goose in the chest. (laughs) And it sent him flying back about five feet. And then I started running at him because the wing slap kind of annoyed me a bit. So I started running at him and he started running away and I ran him clear to the end of the block. I literally ran him to the end of the block. It was about halfway through the run. I just realized how dumb this looked and it started making me laugh, which is why I continued because I just thought it was such a funny scene. Oh my goodness. But the goose saga continues until those little runs hatch it is going to continue I guess anyways today we have two guests on the show and this time I was actually cool enough to be invited to their house to record they are Emily Pickert and Cameron Rhodes they won't be like that for very long though because they're engaged to be married Emily is in her third year teaching kindergarten at Woodland Health and Wellness Magnet here in Wichita and Cameron Rhodes is the school social worker at a place called Caldwell Elementary here in Wichita, Kansas. Um, It's a great interview, lots of fun energy, and we talk about some parent-teacher phone calls in it, which is a unique little detour we take during the interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here is Emily and Cameron. (laughs) 
I'm here with two guests today. A double guest episode. Let me introduce them. I have my good friend Cameron Rhodes and his extremely good friend Emily Pickard, who I say extremely good friend. Uh, they're they're engaged to be married. How are you guys doing? You know, I'm doing great. It's it's a beautiful day outside. It's probably at 66 degrees and sunny, and it's my favorite kind of weather. So it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah we're doing great. We're doing good. Sweet. Yeah. So, you guys. Both, you work at different elementary schools, but both at elementaries, yes? Yeah. Cameron, tell us a little bit about what you do, and then Emily, tell us a little bit about what you do. So I work in the USC 259 in Wichita, and I'm a school social worker. So predominantly in Wichita, I'm in charge of special education paperwork, so I push a lot of paperwork, contact parents, and then... The other part of my job is connecting with families through different resources in the community, talking with kids, doing some groups, just things like that. It's it's a blast. And then I don't necessarily have my own schedule, so I get to go off and just make the job what I want it to. And I work in USC 259 as a kindergarten teacher, so I get to hang out with the babies all day. <laughs> so, a lot of fun. Kindergarten teacher with a person that has already been on this show, yes? Trenton Tucker, you yes, work with him? I do work with him. And But you're better. Better than him, yes. <laughs> I th- I think that we're probably the same. No, that is the politically we correct <laughs> answer, Trenton. If you're listening to this, you've met your match. It's the the jo- the joke is over. You can stop being a weird teacher. I still love you, Trent. <laughs> we work really well together. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's great to have you both here. I say have you both here. I'm in your... We're actually recording this in their in their house. So technically, it's great to be here. Thank you guys for allowing me here. This podcast is all about helping teachers start their week off on the right note so that they can have the biggest impact possible in the week ahead. To get that rolling to get us started it's monday what are you doing in the days coming up to monday what are you doing on monday morning to get ready to hit the week on a high note they Uh, both pointed at each other that was (laughs) hilarious what what a engaged thing to do (laughs) so i'm gonna have a little bit of a different perspective on this but i think what it's really important to take advantage of the weekend and prioritizing rest and sleep so you can be prepared to enter Monday with a fresh fresh mind and being prepared for the week. I think, I don't know, preparation. I'm just a big preparation organization guy, so that's going to be my thing is just to take take advantage of the time and prioritize organizing my time so I can have that, that rest, so I can go into Monday morning and be ready to give a lot of energy to the kids because they probably did something over the weekend and they're going to probably be upset coming in. Oh, it's Monday. So I'm just being that energy for them so they can feed off of you. Yeah. And I usually set up my classroom on Friday. My kids have specials at the end of the day on Friday. So it works really nicely that I can kind of organize a lot of my classroom on Friday and just use the weekend to kind of look over stuff. But a lot what Cameron said, just to rest and recharge and then come in Monday fresh and get the kids excited about what's going on that week and kind of debrief them about that. So Okay, cool. So Emily, you said your kids have specials. Mm-hmm. Fill me in. What does that mean? Specials are like PE, art, music, oh, okay. library. So we kind of get a break at the end of the day. They have a 45-minute time that they okay. go in for PE at the end of the day, my kids at least. And you're setting that classroom up for Monday then? For Monday. That, yeah. So the curriculum that we have 
we set things up on our walls just because we're kinders, so it's a lot of visuals. And I get the books ready that we're going to be reading that week and a lot of the paperwork ready for the kids so that I can focus on other things when I come in Monday rather than getting my whole classroom set up. Yo, so both of you mentioned something, though, that I want to bring up. So both of you said you use the weekend to kind of get caught up on rest and recharge. Are there any, like, little things that you're doing over the weekend that you are doing consistently to recharge? I know earlier, Cameron, you mentioned you might do some stuff with your youth group every every Sunday or that you might have, like, family night or something. Like, what are you doing maybe consistently that kind of helps you get in that mood and, and recharge? Right. So one of my, my big things, I love to sleep. People make fun of me for how much I sleep. But, I mean, since Emily, Emily and I t- don't live together yet and we don't have kids yet, so I can take the opportunity. I would sleep at 9 o'clock and woke up at no, uh, 9 o'clock last night and woke up at 9. And that's just one of the things that, like, if I don't get that sleep, I'm not going to be able to give my all for the kids. And then I love to watch movies, and that gives me an opportunity. Unless I'm, like, playing a video game or watching a movie, like, I will be up doing something because I'm just a guy that likes to get things done. So watching a movie makes me sit down on the couch and, and take that time to rest. Okay. Yeah, and then you're taking that rest time. And you're hitting Monday with like I am I'm a renewed sense of self. Yes, a renewed yeah, sense absolutely. of energy because of that. How are you with the sleep thing? Are you the same as as Cameron, or do you just like are you a go 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 kind of person? I don't need as much sleep. I think that Cameron, we always joke around that he's old man Cam, but yeah, <laughs> it's I, true. <laughs> I think a lot of mine is just family time and getting to spend time with people, and that's how I decompress is just kind of verbally processing through maybe what happened through the week or talking about something else with just friends and my family, and sometimes we'll go over to Cameron's family Sunday night to have dinner and just recharge. So awesome, cool. So family seems really important and stuff. I, I really think that that's. A, a good thing to kind of bring up there is like we all have our, our different ways to recharge and family if you're I don't want to say if you're one of the lucky ones but if you are able to if you have that support group there and I think that's a big thing it's like if you have a group of friends or family that supports you and is there when you when you're looking to recharge it's just such an important thing over the weekend to, to get a little bit of me time or family and friends time, which is awesome. And the cool thing about that is, too, it looks different in different ways. Some days, like, yeah. I want to sleep, and some days I want to go work in the yard. And, like, they're two different things, but I both feel recharged. With your with your new self-propelled. Yeah, I just got a self-propelled <laughs> lawnmower yesterday, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited to use it. Very, very cool. Um, awesome. Uh, whoa. So... Next question I have for both of you actually is what is something that makes you unique as a teacher? What makes you you and what could maybe other teachers look at you and and kind of say, oh, maybe maybe I could take that into my classroom. What, what makes you you? I think, I mean, I love to build relationships with the, with the kids. So like maybe once or twice a week inviting them into my office for lunch. I think that's one of the things mm-hmm. that's really cool. Some, it's kind of, sometimes it's overwhelming because... Especially with elementary kids, you see one one kid sees another their friend in the in my office for lunch, and everybody wants to eat with me. So it's like really hard to make that those yeah. priorities. But I've made a priorities with like two particular students that I think would be would great. So every Tuesday, those same students eat with me, no matter what everybody says. What do the kids say? Just because those are the kids I wanted wanted to invest in more. Yeah, I think for me, it's a lot of just making each day special and something fun going on to keep the kids engaged so if I'm might be 
having a bad day or just tired or not feeling it. And so a lot of times I'll get the paint out or I'll get some Play-Doh or shaving cream and let the kids write and do their work with so, that kind of stuff. So while you're so while you're playing with the Play-Doh, what do the kids do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they thankfully we have enough play to for them. Okay, to good, good, good. <laughs> while I'm over there playing with it too, though. So. No, that's really, really awesome. I, I, I love that. Right before the break here, though, I do want to ask one final question, and that is, both of you are fairly young in in the teaching career. Yes, how long have you been in it, Emily? You've been in. This is my third year. Third year, and then you are. This is my first year. First, of social yeah, career. yeah. So, so fairly young. Uh, you did have. In internship, I did. So yeah. in, when I got my master's degree, I just did a one-year internship at a high school and one-year ter- internship at a middle school. So yeah, um, so. it was a little different going into elementary, but definitely. I mean, but as long as you engage the students at elementary, they're all they're all about you. Yeah, so. engagement big time. But obviously, being kind of newer into the career and stuff, I feel like when you're new into anything, you make a bunch of mistakes. What is something that kind of sticks out as a failure that you've had? And how did you react to that failure? Emily, do you want to go first? Yeah, that'd be great. I think that for me, being too concerned about getting all the information in, in one day, I think that a lot of teachers just get really stressed out trying to get all the curriculum and all the material that we need to get done in a day just really focusing on that. And for me, I think my focus, because I've seen that in my classroom, how detrimental that can be and how stressed out the kids can get, but also the how stressed out I can get. And so being able to take the most of the time that you have and allowing them to really dive in and learn, maybe even just like having a very specific focus with each lesson of trying to figure out like, okay, what do I want them to come away with instead of feeling like there's five different things they need to come away with. So that is really interesting. The The same kind of principle is true when it comes to like coaching too. Like I use mm-hmm. the same exact stuff is like, if I tr- try and work on crosses and defending and attacking all in one practice, they're just like, yeah, it just kind of falls uh, up in your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I say, okay, well, today we're going to work on technique with passing, like very specific, then you can see that grow pretty quick. And you, you usually can see it, especially with the younger kids. Yeah. You can see that growth super fast, like exponentially fast, which is awesome. So that's a wonderful, wonderful little snippet there. What about you, Cameron? I think the thing that comes to mind for me, which was really hard to get it used to, was just making parent phone calls. Like I don't like, I'm a very face-to-face person. Mm -hmm. So calling people I don't know, and especially like leaving voice messages was really hard for me. And I'd be like, I feel like some days I'm like, oh, please just ignore that message because it's just like, I don't know what I'm saying. Right, yo, so that actually leads to a question that I I, want to ask you in particular about that. So if you had to give advice to a teacher or anybody in, in, in... the education system or anywhere that has to call parents and talk with parents. What are, what are some rules or, or some things that you would feel like, oh, I would, it would have helped if I would have known that before I started making these calls? So that's going to be a little bit different because I'm, this, I'm a social worker and I want the teacher to make parent contact. But I think from the very beginning, establishing a relationship with your parents mm-hmm. as a teacher, because that allows you a little bit more freedom to make that parent phone call. So at the beginning of the year, putting a face to a name and saying, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Here's my number. Anytime you need to call me, here I am. Yeah. And then when you make having when you need to have those tough conversations, it's easier 
to have because you have that relationship with right. him before. Teachers aren't as hesitant. At least they know who you are. And then always being able to listen to them because there's usually a second side of the story. So we'll be listening to him. And then, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else on that? I think when I make parent phone calls, I want to just be very specific on why I'm calling. Right. And kind of like what Cameron said, just listening and asking for advice, like, I don't think that it helps anybody to put a parent in a situation where they're kind of cornered, but to give, kind of let them speak to their child and what their child needs, allowing that time for them to communicate with you of, this has helped my child in the past, do you think this would work? And working as a parent and teacher team right. is really super important. And I think yeah. I just thought of another another thing that would be, I mean, that's good, is like, I think we make youth parent phone calls as a negative thing. Like, right. oh, you're, we're going to call your parents because you've been bad today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did this. But I think, like, especially if you have a student that you always call for bad things, or like, hey, we're going to call your dad. You did such a good job today. Mm-hmm. We're going to call your dad and yeah. tell him that you did such a great job. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not, it kind of turns it on its head. Definitely. You're like, wow, like a parent, when they get a, automatically get a phone call from the school, like either you're sick or you're in trouble. Right. But like, oh, wow, I got a phone call from the parent, like the teacher that says this, my child is doing really well. Like, that's really encouraging. Like, I Definitely. Said, one one thing Emily said that, that there that kind of goes off with that, that I really liked is making it a parent-teacher team kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not, you're not telling the parent how to be a parent. And they're not telling you how to be a teacher. Instead, you have a combined goal of we want your child's success. This is how best we can possibly do this. How can we steer it? So making it kind of a team effort. I really like that idea. Uh, We are about at the break, though. So we're going to go ahead, take a real quick break, and we'll be back with story time. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Whenever I have a guest or guests in this case on the show, I will ask for a book recommendation. So Emily, Cameron, what are your recommendations for a book? So right now I'm actually reading a book and following along on Audible. Um, It's called George Washington, A Life. I really like history. It's about 800 pages long, so it is pretty pretty big. But I just really like history, and George Washington's just a character that fascinated me. So it's called George Washington, A Life by Ron Chernow. And he's he's also (laughs) written like Hamilton, a book about John D. Rockefeller, a book about Thomas Jefferson. So he does a lot of – he's a history, history buff, and I like that. Awesome. Cool. Well, if you would like to check out George Washington, A Life, or any of the 180,000 other titles they have to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Back to the show. We're back with Emily and Cameron, and it is my favorite time of the week, my favorite time of the episode. It is story time. It is the time of the episode. This is their first time listening. It is the time when I shut up and let the guest have the floor. We have two guests today, which means we have two stories. I am unbelievably excited. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Oh, my gosh. So, Emily, the floor is yours. One thing, as a kindergarten teacher, you have to 
dig through whether a child is lying or not. And so this is one of those situations. So I had a student who, during their recess time, told one of the teachers outside that his dad had died. And so... (laughs) So the teacher comes to me and said, hey, I just want you to be aware of this. He said this. I don't know, you know, what you want to do with it. So I pulled him over and kind of asked him, and he got really, really emotional. So I was like, okay, well, I should probably go tell a counselor. So I went and kind of told the counselor what the situation was and that he seemed fine during the school day, but, you know, he probably should be talking to someone just in case, like, you know. And so the counselor took him and she talked to him for a while and then brought him back out to play with the kids. And she's almost in tears. She's like, I think this actually happened. It's like, I think his dad died. And I was like, well, what did he tell you? And she's like, yeah, he created this whole really awful scene of what he woke up to and said like he, like his dad was just gone. His mom had left and all this stuff. And so, um, So she was like, I'm going to call mom and see what the situation is. And if mom seems suspicious, I'm going to, I'm going to call grandma. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. So, um, she calls mom and mom was like, that's fine. She was like, he's actually planning on picking him up after school today. And so the counselor was like, okay. She was like, well, do you want to deal with this privately as a family and talk to him about why he made up this story? Cause he had an answer for every question that counselor was asking him, like, you know, so, so finally she was like, the mom goes, no, like, I think we should come in and talk about it with you, you know, with someone there present. And, and so when we were walking outside, his dad was right there and I was expecting some sort of reaction from the kid because he had been telling different people that his dad had died and no reaction, just went to his dad. They went in, they had a conversation and, um, lo and behold, his mom was pregnant. And so he just wanted to get it was just an attention thing. He wanted his mm-hmm. parents to pay a little bit more attention to him. So that was why he had made that up. He had watched it on TV. And so he oh decided goodness. that that was the story he was going with. Whoa. That's his, that's his go-to story. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, good luck, Cameron, uh, following that one up. <laughs> Cameron, the floor is yours. So, yeah, Emily, that was... Your your stories can be way better than mine, um, but no. When I kind of going back to what I talked about when it comes to like establishing relationships, like one of the things as a social worker, um, it's a very female dominated field. But I wanted to go in there as a male in a school to be kind of a positive influence in the life of young kids, but to, I mean particularly young men and having the opportunity to like have recess with the fifth grade is giving me opportunity to like play football with them or kind of give them a little bit of tough love. Like say we're in the lunch line and they're just being squirrely, like kind of being like, all right, please, it's time to time to be quiet or like putting my foot down saying, all right, like this is not okay. But last, it was actually last week I had the opportunity to go watch the fifth grade basketball team. And it was really, we have a basketball team at our school that plays against other teams and our team does, is really good. And they played in the championship yesterday. I don't know if they won or yet. But yeah. it was just really a cool opportunity to sit with my staff and just watch the watch the kids play and be passionate about something at something they love and me not have to do anything and discipline them yeah. for it. You know, so it was really cool just to sit back, relax, cheer them on, and then after the game, like them acting too cool to talk to me or saying like hug too. There's both reactions. But yeah, no, that's I mean, nothing close to Emily, but it was just a really cool opportunity to watch them do something they're passionate about. Well, Emily and Emily's story, her kid is quote unquote lost a father figure and uh, y- you are a father figure, so maybe we could introduce you to 
That's a terrible joke. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. That is just rain it in, Fred. Jeez. Oh man, I love story time though. This is both really good. So something you said with you said it was basketball. Yeah. And you were watching them in a in a championship game. Oh, the championship was yesterday. I was that was last week. Oh, okay. I went to watch them, right? Okay, cool, sweet. And so you're sitting back, and you're you're just letting things happen then. And it's on the coach to do anything like disciplinary or whatever. It's re- it was really nice, not that. Man, bad. to be honest, I wish parents on some of the some some soccer teams and stuff were like you, yeah, whatever. I wish people <laughs> like because here's the thing: there I, that goes to say like there is a time and a place for you to be the person that disciplines, but to right. be able to to sit back and say, hey, that's not my job right now. My job right now is just to be positive. To know the difference is such an important thing. And it's really easy in that situation to be positive because they won like 49. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Balling. There was no no negativity at all. NBA playoffs already ready. Wow, awesome. (laughs) Well, we are about out of time. So if people want to get in touch with you or follow what you're doing, what are some ways they can do that? So I have a Facebook page, Cameron Rhodes from Wichita. And I also have an Instagram. I'm not sure what my name is. I'm not very helpful in this. I'm not big on social media. And mine is just on Facebook, Emily Pickert. And then Instagram, it's at Emily underscore Pickert. I will have a link to all of it in the in the show notes, so no worries there. It was a fantastic episode. I appreciate both of you for, for sitting down and doing this and inviting me into this lovely, lovely house. Yeah, so if you want to know where the house is, it is... No, I'm just kidding. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Fred. We're almost at the end of the show, but first, the weekly challenge. Each week, I give you a challenge to take into the rest of your week to help you make the biggest impact possible. This week, we talked about parent-teacher phone calls and how they don't always have to be negative. They can be positive as well. This is going to be a little bit more challenging for my high school teachers because it's probably something you're not 100% used to, but my challenge to you is to call one parent this week and let them know how great their child is doing don't lie so make sure it's someone who is actually excelling in your class but just that positivity you gotta admit doesn't matter what age we're at positivity helps and means a lot all right go on and do it let me know how it goes teacher recharge podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to check out my shop fredmotivates.com slash shop until next week much love